Welcome to Konaha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. We're back. It's another, it's another episode of Konaha Crush. We did it. We, we're, we're recording. This is a this is a terrible way to start a podcast, but we're here. Yeah. Hey. What's up, everybody? What's up? You you done anything this last week, Gwen? Or are we like? I feel like I'm sort of in a rut with doing shit over the week to talk about. Um, yeah. Maybe you broke out of that. Any luck? I've just been working. Yeah, I haven't been working. I just haven't been doing anything that isn't work either. So it's like maybe calling it working is a stretch. I've been drawing and, and reading Yuri manga, but like that's work. That's that's <laughs> to, to you. That's work. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing fuck all. I like like I'd say I was playing Elden Ring, but I've barely even been doing that. So like, what the fuck? I'll watch an anime again one day. I promise. This is my sacred vow to all of our audience, but for now it's three episodes of Naruto a week and nothing fucking else. Yeah, the new anime season is going to start up pretty soon, so like... Yeah, right. Th- th- there will be new stuff to watch soon. Mm-hmm. Right, like, I heard there was like a really good like looking episode of like Osama Ranking or whatever the last week, but I stopped watching that show. Um, yeah. You know, sh- sh- shoutouts to Shoto Goshizona, I heard you did a good job. Saw some cool looking gifts. That's that's not watching anime though. Again, no, it's really not. But that doesn't fucking matter because we're here to talk about Naruto. We're here to talk about Naruto, and I did watch three episodes of Naruto, and I had like a pretty solid time watching these episodes of Naruto. Yeah, they were pretty like medium high enjoyable episodes of Naruto. They're really what I signed up for. Uh, I feel like. <laughs> wanna, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Episode thirty-three: Battle Formation. Inoshika Cho. Sasuke has a fever dream about his parents' death. Well, Ino, Shikamaru, and Choji stand off against the Sun Ninja. Choji doesn't like being called fat, so he goes after Zaku right away with his human boulder technique, which proves too hard to handle for Zaku, so Dosu moves in to help, getting caught in Shikamaru's shadow possession jutsu. Ino uses mind transfer to hold Keen hostage, but the Sun Ninja don't give a shit, they're just here for Sasuke. Neji and Tenten show up to avenge Lee, but they're interrupted by a sudden swell of chakra as Sasuke begins to wake up. I put down that I had a note to talk about Sasuke's nightmare, but I don't actually remember if I had anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Well, ba- basically, it's just uh, Sasuke of the past calling current Sasuke a bitch. Yeah, I, I do think it's like a kind of fun uh, sequence visually. Like, you know, you've got the- Sasuke just standing in the fucking void looking at his child self. And then, and then suddenly the child self is like, bam, here's our dead parents. Fucking idiot. Fucking coward. Fucking dipshit. This is your fault. You did this. I'm kind of away from that, though. It's time It's time for everybody's favorite funny guys, Team 10. Like, even, even even moving into, like, the actual they're here to be part of the fight scene, they don't really stop being the comic relief guys, so I guess that's just where they're going to be at for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they even play the fucking comedy music over their fight. Yeah, right. Um, you know, they, 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 they come out of the bush and they're like, all right, we've each got, we're each going to do our bit. You know, you know, it's like, ah, I, I can't, I can't let you, uh, I, I can't let Sakura stage him in front of Sasuke. And it's like, I mean, you know, he's unconscious, but, and that like gives you only like a marginally smaller chance of like getting him to notice the youth than usual. So like, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 is like, ah, this is boring, but I have to perform gender. So I guess I'm here, even though I hate this. Shikamaru really loves to perform gender, it feels like. I don't know why he's so into this, but this is the one thing that can motivate him to do shit. Because he's like, I can't let a girl upstage me because I'm a man. And then Choji, well, you know, Choji is the fat guy, so he gets called fat and he gets angry about it. So they all have, they all launch into this fight with their with their bits. Yeah. And it's not, like, extremely funny, really, but it's definitely what, they, what they're doing. And I'm still, like, kind of caught off guard by it. The thing that really struck me as we get into the actual fight with them is, like... So in in Naruto, like the Inoshika Cho formation is uh, 
it's like this is a thing that is an established tradition in the Hindley village, like the, the, the members of the Yamanaka, Nara, and Akimichi clan, you know, they put their kids together and they have them go on a team together and that just is, establishes a thing that works. But like watching this, I guess they didn't, I, I guess they didn't check to see if these three knew how to like make that work together before they got into this, like the tuning exams. I'm not sure what they're trying to do here, generally speaking. Yeah, they're not, like, coordinated at all. They're just all, like, trying to take on their own guy. Yeah, right, like, Shikamaru, like, immobilizes Dosu for five minutes, and then just, and then Choji is just, like, trying to attack a different guy for that entire time. I feel like there's a much more obvious target in the guy who's standing there. And, like, you basically don't even have to do anything to stop Keen because she's barely in this scene. Yeah, right. I, like, the, the thing you gotta do is shadow possession... Choji take out the guy who's shadow possessed, mind transfer, mind transfer, fight the third guy. Uh huh. Right? And that occupies every single member of the enemy team. It's just one of those things that feels like I can't tell where the line is on, like, oh, these are the comedy guys, and where the line is, oh, this is just kind of like a poorly considered fight in terms of like how it's staged, because, yeah, you just don't get the sense that these three know how to do the one thing they each know how to do very well. Yeah. In, like, a real situation, too. Yeah, right, this is, like... I, I feel like, that you know, there's a very immediate application of the shit that they can do here, and, um... It just, it just doesn't come together. There's another weird thing in this fight where, uh... There's, like, this, this little bit of weirdness that the, the anime adds to this fight that I was, like, very confused by because we get the bit when Eno is possessing Keen about how, like, oh, if, if Keen is hurt, then Eno will be hurt also. And so Zaku just starts attacking Keen and uh, we get a shot where like Zaku is doing like an air blast at Keen. And then also in the anime, there's a bit where Choji is like barreling at Keen at like max speed. And I'm not sure why that's happening. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it does lend a sense to the fight in general being just kind of confused. You know, not, not, not a strong impression like for Team 10 as, uh, as combatants here. And, like, I guess I can kind of get it if the thing they're going for is that, like, in fiction, Team 10 don't know how to fight together, and that's something that, they're like, they're going to overcome, but, like, I have no idea if we see them do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, and I, it really makes me feel like, like, Asuma should have, uh, maybe, maybe wait, like, had them wait a year but until they knew how to use their abilities in concert, which is, like, the thing that they're supposed to do. Yeah. It, it just makes it seem like his confidence in them was kind of misplaced. <laughs> and Neji shows up. Um, the main thing I want to talk about with Neji is like... Or the, the, the thing that's most striking to me about Neji is like a, a, a translation choice in the manga that really threw me for a loop. Ooh. Where he says that Rock Lee looks like Mo Howard from the Three Stooges. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which I think is... I, I mean, you know, you gotta take... You, like, there's, there's some degree of license you can take when you're making your translation, but I feel like... I feel like Neji knows who the Three Stooges are is a bit... That's a step way too far. It's a step a little bit too far. So, you know, Neji's here. He's like, it's cool that he's like, you know, he's willing to like stand up for Lee a little bit. He's willing to, to help out his yeah, bro. he's totally here to avenge his bro, and that's awesome. Yeah, I can get behind that. We also we also see the... I guess, actually, I don't remember if this is the first time we see the fucked up Hugo Eye veins. I wrote in my notes that it is, but I'm not sure if that's actually true, or if we saw them in the test. Like the first test. I don't remember. It, it doesn't really matter. This this is this is like a very mi minor point. We can we can move on if you want. Yeah, we we haven't like mentioned them. So, mm -hmm. hey, the fucking eye veins. Eye veins. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 like all weird. Yeah. What's that about? 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Sasuke's curse mark spreads over the right half of his body in a flame motif, and he demands Sakura tell him who got her ass. Zaku volunteers that info up himself. Team 10 make a hasty retreat before Sasuke moves in to kick everyone's ass. Zaku throws a big sound blast, but Sasuke moves himself and his incapacitated teammates out of harm's way. Sasuke throws a phoenix flower jutsu at Zaku, who uses air to blow away the fire, revealing hidden shuriken that he doesn't have time to avoid. Sasuke follows this up by getting behind him, and with an arm in each hand and his foot on Zaku's back, dislocates both of his shoulders. Sasuke moves in on Dosu, but Sakura can't stand the cruelty and stops him. Sasuke's curse mark recedes, and he drops to the ground out of breath. Dosu offers his scroll in return for a safe retreat, and Team 10 move in to look after the injured Leaf Ninja. So yeah, Sasuke's got his fucking sick flame patterns on his body. It's kind of badass. I, 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 just think it's, I just think it's cool when a guy has like a fucked up curse mode, and this is uh... extremely fuck yes. I also like that uh, apparently a side effect of having your curse mode is that you just become a real chuny motherfucker. He just starts talking about you like, on my road, I must put power into my hands, even if it means abandoning myself to the devil. It's just like, he just gets so over the top instantly. He's all of his, all of his inhibitions are gone. He's just here to be like a fucking sicko. It's awesome. Fuck yes. I just, I, I just think that's really fun. And then Zaku was like, yeah, I, I can fucking take this guy still because he's a chump and he gets, he gets his shit rocked. He's like, it's kind of amazing how old Zaku gets. He's like, like... Zaku gets so fucking owned. Because like, I, th- I feel like they do like a fairly decent job of like trying to show him like he's actually, he's actually giving his all here, and it just doesn't fucking matter. Like there's the bit where he does like his full strength air blast from his hands, and you get the kind of cool shot where like everything in the sh- everything in the, in the shot by him is just kind of like blown out in the big air blast wave. Yeah, and he just and he just fucking misses, and then I didn't mention in the recap, but um, I I, I think before the 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 Phoenix Flower Jutsu. Sasuke just like swats him and he goes flying. Yeah, uh, so it's it's just cool. Like I, like I think we're we're immediately being sold. I'm like, oh shit, this is like Sasuke has gotten so much stronger from the curse power. I'm like, hell yes, I love when a guy gets so much stronger from the curse power. Yes, it's so good. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really being served well by in, in my love of all of the shonen manga bullshit by watching uh, a big a big shonen anime. Who who could have foreseen this? Yeah, who could have? Yeah, and then like the 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 shoulder, the shoulders. Yeah, that's like a that's a real psycho move. Like Zaku, it, it seems it seems really mean, especially when Zaku's got all sorts of fucked up shit in his arms. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, ah, oh, you you like your arms so much, huh? It would be a shameless thing happens to him. <laughs> you just get so over the top. It's amazing. the The other thing that I think is interesting about the scene is like it feels like it's the only time that. I've in my memory that I that they really try to make anything out of uh, Sasuke and Sakura as like a potential relationship, because like Sasuke wakes up and he's immediately like, "Oh, who hurt Sakura? I've gotta, I've gotta fucking kill them," and you get <laughs> yeah, like since when did you give a shit about Sakura, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Will this ever happen again? I have my doubts, but like he's you know there's there's definitely like a gesture towards it here, and you know you get the. You get the moment of Sakura, like, hugging everyone behind and being like, Oh no, Sasuke, you can't do this. You gotta be better than this. And it's like, you know, I, I there is a, a gesture being made towards putting this relationship on screen, which is, like, more than I thought there was. Like, I don't think this is great for Sakura's character, really. Like, I don't think this addresses any of the issues we had when we were talking about the Sakura episode last week. No. But it's, it's something, I guess. Man, no... Sasuke and Naruto both have sicko modes. Hell yeah. 
It's not fair. Sakura needs a sicko mode. Sakura needs a sicko mode. This, there's, what, what, what do we think Sakura's sicko mode should be? Let's let's work on this. Ah, uh, fuck yeah. Okay. Um, right. Because like a, a a theme for the sicko mode so far is like an external source of chakra. Mm-hmm. Right. Be it the uh, nine-tailed fox or the the, the curse mark borrowing chakra from Orochimaru or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for initiating this, but I don't have like a, a great way to build on it, and I feel like I've just left you hanging here. Yeah, um, I know. Um, we don't we don't know about nature chakra yet. No, but that's yeah, but it fucking doesn't matter. Uh, I think it would be cool if Sakura has like some amount of like natural affinity to like nature chakra, and like dangerously taps into it. Yeah. Now, speaking of like nature chakra and like sage modes and shit, this is like getting ahead of ourselves again. But I'm just thinking about how we see fucking frog sage mode, we see snake sage mode, we never see slug sage mode, and that's bullshit. Bullshit! Sakura should have been the first one to learn sage mode, as a means to, like, control her natural inclination to tapping into it. It'd be, it'd be sick. And then, like, her training with Tsunade could have, like, an immediate, like, uh, th- like, connection towards, like, something she already had going on, rather than, like, making her the designated healer. Yeah. Yeah, alright, we, we solved it. We, we, we fixed Naruto, everybody. <laughs> we did it! We did it. Um, they could even make slug sage mode cute mm-hmm. easily. And like we could, we could, we could tap into the whole like thing with Sakura where she's got like because she she she's really like repressing her like more rambunctious feelings and stuff, right? And she's like, oh shit, she like she lets it out when she enters her like nature chakra psycho mode, and she's just like a she's like a rowdy shithead. Yes, God. Yeah, like the the last thing. That I really want to have to talk about this episode. That I like is, uh, I, I think it's like a really interesting angle that we get on Dosa here. Is he's just like, okay, I'm out of here. Like, I we were told to go kill this guy, and then Rochmar is doing some other shit where he gives him a sicko mode, and that that doesn't make me feel very good about my place in all this. So I'm gonna like look into this. I'm gonna give you the scroll. I'm gonna peace out. I think it's like, oh, he's got like, he's got some sort of awareness. You know, he's got he's. He's positioning himself in like a much more interesting way than he was like before when he was just the like one of the cool tough guys in the evil kid squad. Yeah, you know for what good that does him. Yeah, no, it's not going to go well <laughs> for him. But like, I, I I like that position of like, oh shit, okay, I'm like not really, uh, I'm not really like the guy that Orochimaru cares about here. Yeah, like I, I think that's a very interesting way to put this guy who's like this really cocky villain who like feels like he knows so much more what's going on than everybody else on the back foot especially because like yeah this guy probably knows what the deal with the curse marks is because he's there's like other like sound ninja we see later that like he probably knows about on some level who get curse marks mm-hmm. and so he, he already kind of knows he's not one of those guys and like this is just really driving that home for him and i think that's i think it's a very interesting place to put a character in yeah i i, I agree God, and Sakura's fucking affinity for nature magic could tie into the healing stuff too. Yeah. Right? Because like the whole like natural and the healing stuff like coincides like really strongly, just like mm-hmm. thematically. Like it would have made <laughs> it would have like made sense for the character if the person who had like a nature sicko mode was also the healer. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. Just saying. Masashi Kishimoto call us, we'll fix we'll fix your shit. I know you don't care, but we'll fix your shit. <laughs> Yeah. Do, do just like a do-over of Naruto <laughs> from the start? <laughs> from the start, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I'm sure I'm sure he would find that really fulfilling. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so I'm like never going to stop thinking about this. Mm-hmm. 
It would be cool. Like, it would just be cool. It would just be cool. But I feel like for the sake of the podcast, we should we should maybe move on a little bit. We should maybe move on a little bit. Uh, okay, next episode? Next episode. Episode 34, Akamaru Trembles, Gara's Cruel Strength. Naruto is shocked awake after dreaming about the grass ninja and notices Sakura's hair. She brushes it off, and Tenten shakes Lee awake. Sasuke learns Rock Lee got his ass kicked by the sound ninja and is surprised they're really all that strong. Kiba, Shino, and Hinata are waiting at the tower with their squirrels, comforting an upset Akamaru, and talking about ha- and talking about what happened. Even though they already have the strolls they need from the leech trap, Kiba wants to go after more to increase their chances going into the next round. Only problem is, the target of this endeavor are the sand siblings. Akamaru grows uneasy as they approach, so they watch from the sidelines as Gara stands off against some scary umbrella men. So yeah, I guess like at the top of this episode, we finally got like a bit of a break from the, the tension of the whole situation with uh, the sound the sound trio attacking. So everybody just gets to, to sort of shift into comic relief mode a little bit. I hate how charming I find Ten Ten. Yeah, she's like pretty fun, right? She's like yeah. Well, like she certainly comes across as like feeling very assured that she has like a place on the team that she's on, and that she's like like there there isn't really the sense you get from the team uh, guy dynamic that she's like the one who's uh, like the sort of the, the the girl one who is just on the side. Like when you see them interacting, anyway, right? Like obviously, practically speaking, she never gets to do anything. But like you know, like like watching them together, it's like oh yeah, Ten is just one of them, and that's like pretty cool. Yeah. You know, she just, she just shows up. She's like, Rockley, I can't believe you, you you fucking got all caught up in this shit. I can't believe you guys look at your ass kicked. You could have taken those guys. Could have taken those guys if you hadn't immediately used your technique that like hurts you to try to impress a girl. You need to stop doing this shit. <laughs> uh, <it's, laughs> I, I, this is like another one of those modes I, that I think is really funny. Where like Sasuke hears that Rockley was like got beat by the soundtrack. He's like, oh shit, how strong were those guys? But also like. We know from Tenten, it's like, oh, Rock Lee was just being kind of a dumbass. Like, those guys probably could have taken Rock Lee, really. Yeah. I think that's always, like, a fun beat when that happens. Um, but I guess there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of, like, like, like little moments here of, like, varying, that I, that I find compelling to varying degrees. Like, I, like I said, I, like, I like a lot of stuff with, uh, with Team Guy, um, and I like, in theory, when, uh, you know, it's like, hey, Sakura, let me get your hair fixed up a little bit. Like, it's looking kind of messy. I like it less when they just start, like entering fight about a boy mode but this is the this is what i'm gonna have to take every time i see these characters interact basically which is unfortunate yeah because like, i i i in theory like really want to buy into their friendship but mm-hmm. yeah if, if only they could be friends instead of whatever they have going on yeah uh i do i i, I, do, I do think it's it's pretty fun that like that, that that like Naruto like wakes up. And he's like, oh wait, wait 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 i'm not supposed to think rock lee is like a weirdo anymore i'm pretty cool with rock lee now what the fuck did i miss yeah, I also think it's really sweet that all of the uh, all of the like leaf ninja that gathered around this little encounter are just like helping each other. Yeah, it's like you know they're well, like Neji's already had his whole deal of like ah, oh, it would be beneath me to fight you guys, but you know there's also like a sense of like yeah, a lot of these. I mean, like uh, Team Ten and like Team Seven are like yeah, these people went to school together, so they like know each other, and like you know ne- ne- Neji is like probably like Neji's like ultimately pretty cool about this, even if he's kind of a freak. And uh, Ten, you know, yeah, it's it, it's nice. I don't. I don't actually yeah. have much more to say. It's nice, but it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Team eight, though. Team eight. We we talked when we were talking about the previous episode about how Team Ten doesn't fucking know what they're doing, but you see Team Eight is like, oh, these guys have it fucking figured out, right? Like this is the only like or one of the only teams we see in this whole arc that's just like, oh, these 
these people like have a pretty good sense of how to work with each other right like even if she knows kind of exasperated with kiba sometimes there's a real sense of like yeah there's a back and forth dialogue they'll take each other's opinions into account yeah right i i really like how kiba and hinata work together mm-hmm. right because kiba with like the strong nose and stuff can smell like oh there's stuff going on over in that direction so hinata knows like where to look mm-hmm. yeah like it's like oh yeah i, I like you really get like this immediate sense of like, oh, these people are good together, and it's like it's cool. Um, yeah, and like I, I want to point out, they mentioned this. They mentioned the trap. They mentioned the slugs, mm-hmm. the, the 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 leeches. Yeah, right. So I was right. They got the scroll from that, and now they're just fucking victory lap. Mm-hmm. And their victory lap goes immediately to the worst place it can for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, that's that's just that's just that's just uh. That's just storytelling, baby. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> they they like they, they like run up on the, on the encounter between the sad siblings and the, uh, the these the umbrella guy and his two friends, who also have umbrellas. Yeah, but they're not like as much of the umbrella guy because they don't have six of them. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the moment where like where where like Kiba's talking to Akamaru and he's like, "Oh shit, Akamaru says the tall guy is really dangerous." And like part one of the most obvious setup ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want, to, want to move on to the next half of the episode and talk about how that goes? Yeah. The Umbrella Guy uses a technique called Simbon Rainstorm to no effect. Sagara hits him with the classic Sand Coffin into Sand Burial combo, making it rain blood. Luckily, there's umbrellas around. The other two Umbrella Goons get got, so Teammate hides and hides fast. Gara wants to keep killing, but his brother and sister want to just go and wait in the tower. For a moment, it looks like Gara is about to get the hidden leaf ninja, but he agrees to make way to the tower. Back in the present, teammate and the sand siblings run into each other at the tower, and some guy brings a videotape to Anko. It's security cam footage of the sand siblings making it to the tower, faster than anyone has before, and Gara is totally unharmed. Not even dirty. So... Uh, the Umbrella guy, whose name is Midare, uh, he, fu- he fucks up because he- he's coming to this fight trying to be a projectile guy. Like, he's he's making a pretty good show of it because, like, oh, I can shoot a million needles into the air and then I can control them and make them fly around. But he's still ultimately a projectile guy and that's just, that's just not who you want to be. And it just, it just does, it, uh, you know, so the guard just blocks it all with the sand. I, I really like the sand sibling story. I really like getting this picture of their, their dynamic where Conqueror, uh, like, walks into the situation. She's like, uh, Gara, don't be fucking weird about this. It's, it's always so annoying when you go, like, full murder mode. And then the instant the, like, the, 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 the like, pinky fight with him, he's like, all right, you guys fucked up. My fucking baby brother Gara is gonna block all your shit. And he's gonna kill you. There's not anything you can do about it. He's so cool. And then as soon as the guys are dead again, he's like, oh, Gara, come on, listen, like, we need, we need to... <laughs> he's such a fucking dweeb! He's, so, he's such a loser, it's amazing. It's so good. Uh, there's a bit that gets cut from the from the manga that I really like, where where when the other two guys are being crushed, it just cuts over to Tamari, to, to who's just sort of like waving with a smile on her face, just like, bye-bye! <laughs> Which is fucking gold, but like kind of amazing. <laughs> She's just cool with this. I mean, when your baby brother murders that many people, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get a, you gotta be able to face it with a smile. Like, I, I, I just like the sense of exasperation they have when it's like, okay, Gar, we we can't just run around this forest for the next five days trying to find everybody and kill them. It's gonna get annoying. <laughs> Please, we can just go chill at the tower. We don't, we don't have to do all this shit. And Gar's like, ah, fine. I, I don't know. I, I think there's like a really fun sense of their dynamic here, which is which is like, uh, 
Which, which, which is more than we got earlier when they were just like, here's the ominous kid you showed up in the village. And also, Gara's fucking awesome. I need, I have to, it has to be said. He's, he's a really good sicko murder child. The sand shit is just cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the sand shit is just cool. I like how he was super extra about the way he killed that guy, making sure to squeeze him extra hard so it sprayed blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and taking up one of his umbrellas. <laughs> be like, <laughs> Like, you know, he's not like, I had umbrellas. He's like, okay, I got a great idea. This is going to be awesome. He knew that shit right away. He's not going to, like, he's not gonna, like say that he wants anybody to tell him it was cool, but, like, he wants them to think it was cool. There's a bit where, like, while a teammate is watching this, uh, he was like, ah, oh, his, his sand smells like blood. And now I have to wonder, like, when Gara becomes nice later, does he, like, wash the sand? Or is he still just, like, really unpleasant for dogs and dog people to be around? Um... No, he probably doesn't wash the sand. That's <laughs> not like part of his uh, his, his character growth. He just doesn't have time for that. He's a busy guy. Yeah. But also, consider, it probably doesn't get as bloody. Yeah, that's probably true. That's a good point, you know? So maybe, maybe the blood kind of wears out over time and it only smells kind of bad. Yeah, right? Like, I, I, I'm sure he grows to the point where he's like, okay, I don't have to squeeze this guy so hard it sprays blood everywhere. I'll just twist his neck inside of the sand. I'm just, I'm past the turning men into blood paste phase of my life. It's uh... <laughs> its just inefficient. You can just rotate their head 360 degrees. <laughs> you don't even have to go that far. Like 180 will do. Some people have weird necks. You gotta be, you gotta be sure. Okay, that makes sense. I guess you, you can't be too careful when you're fighting ninjas. The, the other, like, moment with sad siblings I really like is once, uh, once teammate arrives at the tower, they have this run-in with sad siblings where, uh, where, where Gara's just giving him this death glare, and then, like, Tamari and Kakura just kind of, like, waving and smiling. It's like, hey, good job, you guys. <laughs> just this, like, a, like, very brief picture of, like, a completely nightmarish social interaction. I think it's awesome. <laughs> this is pretty good. I also, I, I have to wonder how bad it feels for teammate because they probably could have, they probably could have had the record if they didn't stop and do this shit, right? Like, yeah, it's like, oh, great. I mean, we, we did it really fast, but we're not the new record holders or anything. So what's the fucking point? Yeah. What's the fucking point? <laughs> I was like, it's pretty funny that like Anko and the Anbu people arrive back at the tower and they're like, okay, so we have shit to talk about. But first we need to see how badass this kid is. I think my, uh, my my biggest letdown with the anime adaptation of, of that scene, specifically where Anko is like watching the videotapes, is uh, I love how the video equipment looks in the manga. <sighs> it's like super cluttered and all his cables all over the floor, and like it just looks kind of normal in the anime, which is a shame because it's like such a great aesthetic to have this kind of like. Fuck yeah! But... It's like it looks kind of like a mess because they don't know how to make stuff compact for enough effort to not be a mess. One's well, cool. Yeah, and you can see all, like, the cables and, like, bundles that are, like, tied together with tape. It's so good. It's so good. But I, I, I think, like, the anime is, like, the really shitty video quality on the, on, on like, the tape they're watching. And they, like, zoom in and Gara's, like, super pixelated eyes. Like, oh, shit, he's got sicko eyes. <laughs> he does have sicko eyes. He does have sicko eyes. It's scary. It's scary. I love that kid. Is there more you want to talk about this episode? Uh, no, you ready to move on? Yeah, sure. Episode 35, The Scroll's Secret, No Peeking Allowed Naruto and Sasuke are fishing with shadow clones and knives. Team 7 are stressing out about scrolls since they only have one day left. We see another team having the same problem, and making the same decisions. Sasuke goes to fetch water, and Naruto wants to create a counterfeit heaven scroll. Sakura figures they'd just be found out if they didn't know what to put on the inside. 
So Naruto goes to take a peek inside the Earth Scroll, hoping to be able to reverse engineer the contents of the Heaven Scroll. Kabuto rushes in and stops them, saying the scrolls are trapped. The other team didn't have a Kabuto, and lay catatonic on the forest floor. I, I think Naruto and Sasuke fishing together at the start of this episode is really fun and cute. Especially because we get the scene where Naruto's like, Ah, oh, there's, there's gotta be a better way to catch fish! And Sasuke's like, no, keep jumping <laughs> in the river. Good. Does Sasuke just not know? Does Naruto not know? Have none of them considered a fishing rod or any sort of other... This, this is all they got? No, Sas- Sasuke used up all of his fishing line. Fighting Orochimaru. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's really fun. I think that, um... Wait, wait, wait. Isn't the Uchiha symbol supposed to be, like, a fishing lure? Is it? I don't remember if it's, like, supposed to be specifically representative of that. I need to check. No, it's a paper fan. So it's not like fishing is, like, a closely guarded Uchiha clan secret that he's not gonna let anybody know about. It's <laughs> just, like, no, jump in the river. <laughs> I can't show you what a fishing rod is. <laughs> the art of fishing will die with me. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's like a pretty fun way to start the episode. I think that um, once we get into the episode proper, I, I at least immediately hit an issue where I'm like, so we've we've jumped ahead like four days or whatever. We're on the final. We're on the final day of the the tuning exams. I guess like it's more like jumping ahead three days. Finally, this like test of the tuning exams, and um, I, I guess I personally have a hard time being that invested in the challenge that is. Uh, is posed here by like the the feeling of the running out of time because I, I I think the biggest problem for me is that like it's it it feels pretty immediately apparent that like everybody who matters is already done so there's nobody cool left for them to fight yeah and so when Sox is like okay the next people we run into we have to fight them and win and get the scroll it's like right but like I, I, everybody who you've set up to be anything is like I mean I think they're all already done like we don't know that specifically but like. The fact that we don't see any of them, other than, like, Kabuto, who, who like, elects not to fight them in this episode, just makes it kind of hard for me to really... I don't, I don't know. Like, I, like I, I feel like the extent to which, like, time has passed and the situation in the forest has kind of, like, simplified by the, the amount of, like, characters who, like, had to have finished what they were doing already is pretty bad for the sense of dramatic tension here. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I I think I'm inclined to agree. I think um I mean ba- basically what you said, right? Just a- anybody we could think of that that could be a problem here is like th- like they have all already been accounted for, right? Like we we know it's not going to be any of the like leaf ninja that we know about. Mm-hmm. The, the the other bad guys like the sand the sand siblings, like we already know that they're like have their shit and they're waiting in the tower. Mhm. The, the sound ninja have all also already been addressed, and we know that they don't have a scroll, so, like... Yeah. And it, it, it kind of, like, runs throughout the episode where, like, there, there's all of these, like, little challenges that are presented that I just have a hard time buying into. Like, I don't really have much reason to buy into the tension of, like, oh, shit, is Naruto going to open up the Heaven Scroll and, like, fail the test? Like, no, he's not, because that would be, like... <laughs> oh, shit. I just realized something about the last episode that I forgot to mention. What's that? I'm pretty sure the previous episode was our first instance of the fucking Naruto-ass tree hopping. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't the previous episode? I, I guess there's... Because I, I was thinking about it as a big thing that really, really comes into its own in this episode, but I guess there's some in the previous episode also. There, there was definitely some in the previous episode when, uh, when, when Team 8 was, like, on their way to see what Gara was up to. Okay. 
they were having that conversation like on the move and they were doing the tree hopping. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that kind of like slipped by because of like I mean getting getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. How much of that there is in this episode where there's just like a really extended conversation and we get that like here's the rhythm of the characters all sailing through the air and like one of them they're all like dipping down to like jump off a tree branch like out of sync with each other. Yeah, but that that is definitely like oh yeah. The, regardless of like how we want to classify it that is definitely like a part of the naruto aesthetic that is really crystallized here which is interesting to see yeah yeah so like we, we're, we're definitely met with the dilemma like getting back on track a little bit we're definitely met with the dilemma of like yeah i just don't i don't buy that something exciting is going to happen at this point in the arc because or like at this point in this test right like it, it, it just feels hard to get like super excited um yeah and like the, the only guys it could be are the guys that it turns out to be right so <laughs> And I don't care about those guys. Like, Sasuke, like, kicked one of those guys' asses early. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, before he had a sicko mode. Yeah. I, I do have to say, though, like... I, I feel like opening one of those scrolls is, like... Like, they say, like, oh, yeah, you wake up after the, uh, after the, after the test is over. And then, like, you know, I guess they come and get you. But I feel like the odds are pretty good you don't actually wake up after the test is over. You could get eaten by, like, a slug or a tiger or something. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. It's scary out there. I mean, you know, you know what they say. If you, if you die in the forest, it's not our fault. <laughs> if you die in the forest, you die for real. <laughs> they, they, they all have to sign the papers. It is, it's definitely your fault if you open the scroll. But like, damn. I mean, I bet, I bet the scrolls have like a, have like a tracking, like a tracking sigil on them. Mm-hmm. So, so that scroll, scrolls don't get left in the forest. You know, maybe someone next year finds a heaven scroll lying around that was from the previous year. You can't have that happen. Mm-hmm. You, uh... I guess, like, realistically speaking, you probably don't have people, like, opening the scroll day one. So you don't have situations of people waking up after, like, five days of sleep with no food or water, like, super weak. So it's probably not, like, I, I, like, realistically speaking, probably not that many people die from doing this. Yeah, plus, like, if you're a candidate to be a fucking chunin. You got to be pretty confident, you know, in your abilities, unless unless you're part of Team Ten, in which case you have a very negligent. <laughs> but you know, I mean, we're saying shit, but like, you know how that turns out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like I, I was like, oh yeah, Kabuto shows up, but I feel like most of what I want to say about Kabuto, we can just say for the next part of the. Uh... I'm just gonna move on then. All right. Kabuto reveals he has both scrolls, and Sasuke wants to fight. But Kabuto has a better idea. He has them head to the tower, and ambush teams moving in to cash in their scrolls. They make it to the tower and immediately fall into a genjutsu, making them walk in circles and tire themselves out, avoiding traps and wildlife. When they finally realize something's up, it's revealed the gas mask rain ninja from the beginning of the second exam has been following them, and his team member makes a bunch of scary clones that zombie walk at the gang. So Kapato's back. Kapato's hanging out with the with Team Seven again. I, I do really like the moment where where Sasuke's like, "Hey, let's fight," and Kapato's like, "No, you don't want to fight because you asked me about it. You would you just fucking got you just fucking gone for my ass if uh if, if you're like really if you really wanted to do that." Um, yeah. Kapato's just here. He's being a helpful guy. It's not suspicious. Yeah. No. Totally on the level. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of any reason to question his motives. Nope. Like, like, I was going to say, like, oh, I, I wonder if somebody watching this show in the natural process of it would be as suspicious of him. But I guess he has all he has like that shot of him in the opening where he's looking all out and suspicious. So probably you do. But like, yeah, probably a little bit. I don't probably know. You're, you're probably you got some questions about that guy. I mean, maybe maybe you forgot like two weeks later or like five weeks later or whatever. 
<laughs> but you know. Yeah, Kabuto is he, he, they're they're sailing through the trees, they're having a conversation. Kabuto's trying to be like, okay, now you might think that everybody left in this forest by now would be weak, but actually they're all really strong. There's all sorts of really tough guys who just sit outside the tower until the last day. And I don't think I buy it, right? Like we see, we see we see Anko and the the Yamba people like freaking out about Gara getting there so fast. They're not sitting in that tower going like, "Oh shit, these guys haven't shown up yet. There must be a big fucking deal." Yeah, no, I think I think the medium strong people wait yeah. out around the around the face of the tower. But they 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 really they really want us to believe that uh, there's 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 some steam left in this in this test, and I'm. I'm not the most willing to believe it. I'm I'm being kind of a downer here, but like Yeah, right, because like being outside the tower right now is just a risk that you get very little in return for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they, they they're approaching the tower, Naruto like notices a like like throws a knife at a giant centipede because like one of his special skills is noticing animals and throwing knives at them. They're wandering around in circles and you know, they they fucking forgot to make Sakura good at noticing Genjutsu again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. She doesn't have any fucking clue what's going on. She's just like, oh, we've been walking forever. What could it mean? We haven't gotten any closer to the tower. I wish I wish they were better at committing to, to Sakura being good at shit. Yeah. Speaking of Genjutsu, mm-hmm. I think it would be cool if like an aspect of Sakura's sicko mode yeah. was having to like put Genjutsu on herself to like limit it. What do you mean? I don't know. I just think it would be cool to utilize that somehow. Who cares? <laughs> okay, I'm just not sure what, like, like how putting Gajutsu on herself limits her psycho mode. I want to, I want you to develop this concept for me. I think we need to keep talking about how Sakura can be badass because I, I might be out of things to say about this episode. Okay, 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 okay. So like to like intentionally and manually induce a state of mind that puts her into psycho mode. Oh, okay. So she's like, it, it like. Like if uh if if like one of the like main like limits of sicko mode is that she has like a hard time like getting the confidence together to like work herself up to it, if she figures mm-hmm. out like a Genjutsu trick to just like put her there. Oh, that'd be pretty sick. God, and it could even tie into her relationship with Sasuke because Sasuke can be the one that to like do it. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like convince you that uh I don't know I I'm trying to think of, like the, the 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 manifestation of this like is she uh is it. Is it... Like is it just like oh I'm gonna like I'm, I'm I'm gonna like change how you perceive the situation to like make you feel like you're more confident and able to do this on your own and then like part of a character is like oh I don't need the Genjutsu anymore because I I know I can do this yeah yeah it'd be cool but we don't live in that world man and we're we're gonna have to continue not living in that world as we watch Naruto every week forever this is all part of my Haku Lives fanfic. Okay. Haku Lives, <laughs> Sakura does shit and she's cool. Um, we'll, we'll keep adding to this. as. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll have like a beautiful, gleaming alternate version of Naruto that you can see like off in the distance by the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put any work into it. The only time I'll think about it is on this podcast. And the only time I'll do anything about it is on this podcast. Yeah, we're not writing sh- this shit. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't going <laughs> We've on. We've got to write things to do. Yeah. I'm busy. I'm in theory. I'm I'm not really busy, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to write your Naruto fan fiction. <laughs> That's fair. So the uh, the zombie walking scary clones. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think he made them like 
zombie walk on purpose to be scary? Almost certainly, right? Like, maybe he's making fucked up clones that can't walk very well. But but he's like, yeah, that's right. We've got them in the in our, our our circle that can't escape walking around. And now it's time for the scary guys. It would it's, be it's, so funny if they were just, like, kind of shitty. And the whole trick was that, like, yeah, it, the, the, they're, like, shitty. But they don't cost a lot of chakras, so I can make a lot of them. And then Naruto just completely matches the number and kicks our asses. Like, the, 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 the trick is, like, making them shitty in such a way that they move ominously and not, like, ridiculously. Yeah. <laughs> like, they need to kind of shamble a little bit. They, do, they should not fall on their face. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very important balance. It's very delicate. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, ne- next week we'll see if my, my skepticism about this fight bears out or not. We'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be cool. M- maybe it won't be. But I'm, I'm going to try and have an open mind about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going into it expecting something cool. Because I'm stupid. Okay, that's, I mean, that's beautiful. That's like a wonderful ideal to hold to as we, as we watch Naruto. Um, yeah. Because he wanted it to be cool. You, you always want it to be cool. Uh, so, I mean, is that all we have to say? I think that's all I have to say. All right, what are we watching next week? Next week, I think we are finally finishing The Force of Death, episodes 36, 37, and 38. Uh, like maybe starting to get into whatever the next page the tuning exams could be. Who, who knows? It's a mystery. Who knows? I certainly don't. Hey, if you like the podcast and will you know want to send us some dollars to make make sure we can keep you know hosting it and stuff, check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Konoha Crush. That's all one word, Konoha Crush. And any images we talk about in the episode will be found on our Twitter. That is Twitter at Konoha Crush, all one word, Konoha Crush. Thanks for listening. Later, uh, and remember. There is no such thing as filler.